Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Jared Weiss for your KD trade update. Hey, yo. Wow. Jared, apparently the Boston Celtics offered Jalen Brown and, and a package of uh, what I would assume are other players and picks for Kevin Durant. And uh, I don't know, the world's going crazy with it, Jared. Well, the world is crazy, Dave. So why, why not lean into it? Uh, I mean, this... This is a really interesting report because uh, we have Shams coming out with something. Um, and then uh, also I think Woj said something right around the same time. But clearly the the, uh, the people and there's there's one side involved in this deal that wanted it to be very clear what has been going on. And the thing that was so fascinating about this release or this uh, reporting is that the package is way smaller than people would expect based on all the talk that was coming out originally when the Durant sweepstakes started, but it's not that surprising considering how the fallout has been, especially with DeAndre Ayton now off the table, making Phoenix of trade partner being incredibly unlikely. The market has shrunk really painfully for Brooklyn. And so I think that this offer coming out where uh, Shams had it as, I think it was, uh, it was a package around Jalen Brown with Derek White and like one draft pick or something like that. So uh, it says an a draft pick like that is a far cry from the amount of draft picks that Brooklyn has been looking for. Brown plus white is, you know, not is pretty solid on the actual personnel front, but that's like they wanted that with three picks, three swaps, that kind of thing, you know, basically something beyond what they got in the heart or gave up in the Harden deal. So I, I, the sense that I've been getting from everyone I've been talking to is that this this is a little this trade offer is a little stale, like this is an older trade offer. Um, you know, internally, the Celtics are shooting down the notion that they made an actual offer. So there's always that kind of, you know, like, you know, internally, you can have the plausible deniability of like, oh, I don't know if this was really an actual offer. Rather, this was just something that a framework that we discussed with heavy intent of making official if it were to be accepted. I don't really know. But like, you know, it's everyone's just trying to do damage control at this point. But the point is, is that just brown plus white in a draft pick is way lower than what Brooklyn was looking for doesn't mean it's lower than what Brooklyn's actually going to get. And you've got a piece up on The Athletic, which should be up by the time people are listening to this, where you kind of go through some of the details uh, of the potential trade offer. But let's talk about the Jalen Brown side of this, because we just watched this team from January on look like the best team in basketball, and they made it to the finals. It seems a little bit odd that, that this is a team that, Boston would want to shake up. And I think you and I both agree, like, not really a real trade offer, right? I mean, this is, 
this was one of the hardest debates I've done over like whether a trade should be made in a long time. Uh, you know, Jay King and I, we did a roundtable back when the you know, when Durant first asked out. We're exploring it again this week of just like what why make the trade for Kevin Durant when you're giving up a young all star? And the the first thing you have to look at is how good do you think Kevin Durant is going to be? And during the regular season last year, I think everybody would probably agree he was still at an MVP level. Playoffs went very poorly. So how do you port that context from the playoffs into what you expect in the future? The context is the team was completely decimated and Kyrie got shut out of the series after game one. And, you know, game one was tight. And then, you know, Celtics pulled it out. They ended up sweeping. KD didn't really look good until like game four. He was pretty solid, but he kind of went like over the top to try to bear, you know, pull him out of it. I don't think KD could play at that level every single night for a full postseason run, and he still wasn't very efficient. So, you know, Jalen Brown had a good, really good playoff run, and he was playing hurt. You know, he had a bad hammy in the finals. He was playing through that. He played through it most of the time. Um, and he still, you know, he still performed, I think, very well and pretty much up to the standard you would expect from what, you know, from like your kind of like seconds best player on a championship team. They were looking for Tatum to be the number one guy and Tatum just lost the legs and couldn't be that for the whole finals and ended up getting killed in the end. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how much better KD would be than Jalen Brown at this point right now, but I'm pretty sure it would be better enough that it probably makes you the favorite to win the title. The thing is, you're already the favorite to win the title. And is there a team, now that Phoenix seems to be out of the running, that could add Kevin Durant and still look like they're clearly the favorite over what Boston has on paper? Or, you know, Golden State or whoever else you want to put at the top there. You know, Golden State should still be a t- you know maybe the title favorite, but obviously Boston just took what they had and added to it. So it's like they added pretty significantly with Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari, which we'll get to in a second. But so the context with Boston is so good that it's like, do you really take the risk of taking on this older KD on this huge contract where you don't you're worried about him staying healthy while Brown Brown has never Brown hasn't had too many major injuries that have knocked him out long term besides that wrist injury he had in the playoffs two years ago but like he generally has played through injury in the playoffs like most guys do and continued to perform very well looking for an assist with your credit card but you can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 US based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. 
And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. Let's talk a little bit about Jalen Brown's contract situation. He, he's eligible for an extension. Um, he's not going to sign it. This, this guy is a max it. player, and, and he's waiting on that that full max, the super max. And I think he's going to get it. And when you can lock a guy up like Jalen Brown in his prime, it just doesn't make any sense to to make a trade to me for an you know KD's thirty four man. Like this is an older guy. He's had the Achilles injury. He's I'm not going to say injury prone at this point in his career, but certainly since coming back from the Achilles, that's been an issue for him where he's had to miss games due to soreness, due to other injuries. Um, Locking up Jalen Brown has to be a priority for Boston, right? I mean, they can't not move him and then not re-sign him to a Supermax, right? Yeah, I I think he's proven to be good enough that he's worth that third is a 30% of the cap at that point. Like, I think he's proven to be clearly worth that at this point. The fact that they got him for below the max initially, I, I was pretty surprised with that. And then as soon as the contract kicked in, you're like, holy crap, what a deal that that he's on. Like, that's a huge deal. And he, I don't, it's funny. I've heard people talk about how like they paid him, they underpaid him. So he's going to do whatever he can to get the max. I don't think he has to do anything to get the max. Like he's, he's there. He's good enough for it. He's going to get it from, you know, if the Celtics want to give it to him, there's going to be several teams that would give it to him. So I, th- I think that's pretty guaranteed. So for him, you know, I think the big thing with Jalen is that w- I remember there was a report that came out that he wanted out of Boston and it came from a weird source. It was like a radio host in town that said it. And, you know, Boston radio hosts are always really fascinating with their reporting because, you know, like you, they, you, they have sources for sure. Um, but I think the, the, the standard for reporting is usually not quite the same as you would expect from a beat writer. So I know the claim was like that he was over her talking at a restaurant or something along those lines. Uh, Sources close to the player shot that one down pretty pretty hard. He he doesn't want to he does not want to leave uh, Boston. He he is happy in Boston, and I know in the past whether or not people wanted to stay in Boston was a bit of a contentious concern. Obviously, with Kyrie Irving being the most recent example, but I don't know if that's as much of a thing now. Kevin Durant, that's a thing. Like with Kevin Durant, that's a thing because you don't know where he like. Is there anywhere that makes him happy? And that's one of the big concerns that you have when you're acquiring him as a team. And I think one of the main reasons why his value hasn't been as sky high as people expect is that, like, if he's leaving the situation in Brooklyn, you have to be really nervous about keeping him happy. And maybe taking him away from Kyrie will help stabilize that. But I don't really get that. I don't really get that feeling. And so between that and the age, there is risk involved. He's still good enough that you have probably a two-year window where he's still one of the top five players in the NBA, and that should put you over the top in most scenarios. I think that does a Boston, and if Boston can make it just a Jalen Brown swap with another good point guard, and they have so many point guards now without they've made the Malcolm Brogdon trade, and it's just like one draft pick or something like that, that seems like a deal that you would you would offer that for Kevin Durant. Like I, I understand that if you're willing to part with Jalen, obviously. Uh, if this if the price gets steeper and you know for, and I, I heard from several sources now that this is the offer that got out there isn't even the highest offer Boston's put out there. I guess there was more bidding early on. Brooklyn sat on it 
and then the price fell through the floor and Brooklyn, it looks like they screwed up playing their hand on that one. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't think the offers are going to get any better, especially if Brooklyn has to wait this out to training camp. If they, if they go to training camp with KD still on board, I don't really see the offers getting that much better. How much of the, the expectation from Brooklyn standpoint uh, for, for these trade offers has been colored by the ridiculous Rudy Gobert package. And I say ridiculous because I don't think Minnesota overpaid for Rudy Rudy Gobert. Those picks don't have as much value, but when you see that many picks going for a, a player of Rudy's caliber, I'm sure if you're Brooklyn, you're sitting there thinking, wow, we should at least get that for KD. I, I wonder how much that is affecting this on, on Brooklyn's standpoint. I think it's that, and it's also just looking around and seeing like what teams have that kind of package to offer. Like they're, th- I I remember the report. It was it around Donovan Mitchell that came out where like the Knicks could offer like seven picks or something like that, and it's like, would you offer seven picks for anyone who isn't like an MVP in their prime? You know, KD's really testing that because he's still an MVP. He's just not in his prime anymore. Um, but like. You know, Giannis and Jokic, I guess I would I would probably sell the farm on that one. But otherwise, it's it's that you're you're sacrificing yourself beyond your championship window. Like, you know, you're beyond your championship window. There's no reason to expect that KD past age 38 will still be a number one player on a contender, which is insane to say out loud because 38 is extremely old. But I'll give let's give him that runway. Like that's that's pretty fair. I forget how old LeBron is now. Is he like 37, 38? Yeah, now? but let's relax yeah. with 38 being extremely old. That, that's not extremely <laughs> it maybe for basketball, but not not for life. Uh is it safe to say that the Celtics are not standing pat this offseason, that they're gonna continue to look for ways to to improve, at least on the margins? I mean, you know, you mentioned the Brogdon trade. There are guys out there. I mean, another guy in Indiana, like Miles Turner. I mean, I, I know that the for years, they talked about him. I don't think they're going to bring him in because they have Rob Williams. But it does allow some very varying scenarios to play out if they do want to make a KD trade where they could pull in other pieces and other teams. I mean, January 15th is the date that these guys that signed extensions and all the free agents will be able to be traded. So I'm thinking like trade deadline, if something was going to happen with Jalen Brown, it'd be closer to that point. You, you agree with me there? Yeah, I don't see a reason for them to move Jalen Brown unless it's to get uh, like a top tier superstar. Um, you know, Jalen Brown still has enough runway in his trajectory that he could get pretty close to that. You know, I I don't I'm not I'm not going to give him KD levels. Like I'm not going to give anybody in the NBA KD levels. But you know, he's J- Jalen's still only 26, I think. Like he's still got a little bit more runway to go. He improved as a finisher pretty significantly last year and was one of the best finishers in the game last year. So, uh, you know, Jalen could still get better. And, you know, it's like they they brought in Malcolm Brogdon. They brought in Derek White six months earlier or whatever, however many months earlier, uh, maybe five, I guess. So, like, they have loaded up their point guard rotation with all these guys who are not quite Chris Paul types, but they're all they're all really good ball movers. And so they could sacrifice one of those to make a big upgrade somewhere else. But, like, they also could just play the depth game like they have been doing. Their depth is really good now, eight deep. Like, eight deep is insane. After that, not quite. Um, and I don't think they need more than that. They just need a competent backup center. And Luke Cornett, they, they've talked, you know, Brad Stevens has talked him up, credit to him, but they didn't really play Luke Cornett in spots where they really needed someone to contribute at the five last year. So I just don't expect them to do that again this year. 
they just they just signed uh, Fondue Cabangeli uh, to a two-way deal, and I really liked what he did in Summer League, but really like what he did in Summer League is not usually a... Uh, that's not going to yeah, translate into... Yeah, if that into, guy's playing... Yeah. If he's playing in June, you got big problems. Now, I exactly. guess if you're playing in June, you your problems aren't as big as some other team. Yeah, and so we know that you know, th- their play so far has been we just saw our guys burn out halfway through the finals. They barely made it to the finals, let alone uh, you know health-wise. And we know that Rob Williams, he needs even more of a break next season. Al Horford, they're going to scale back pretty significantly with him. And then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're going to have to scale back with those guys as well. So they need the depth this year. And I think I like the recipe they have right now. They don't have to make a move unless it's just you have the golden opportunity to get Kevin Durant. That's the only thing I think that really prompts you to make this move. I don't see them going for Donovan Mitchell unless they can get some sort of cut rate deal where they keep both of the Jays and they bring Mitchell in. Do they even need Donovan Mitchell in that scenario? You know, Maybe not. Yeah, maybe they're better off with the scenario they have now. I don't know because Malcolm Brogdon's pretty good if he's healthy, which is an if. Uh, but so th- this is the only deal really that could exist in the league where it makes sense for the Celtics to get involved at this point beyond just like making a tiny move to get a backup center. And there you have it. Jared Weiss saying that there is not going to be a Jalen Brown for KD trade. I mean, it's too unrealistic. I I just don't see it happening. I I tend to agree with you that this team is already pretty damn good. So I I wonder if, like you said, playing the depth and defense game got them to the finals and now they got deeper. But I should clarify, it is very possible this deal happens. It's 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 possible. I'm not saying I'm not saying it, seeing it happening. I'm saying it is certainly they they have they have the most competitive offer and that they have the best player to offer out there. Besides, you know, Brandon Ingram maybe Bam out of bio maybe, but also like they have to move Ben Simmons in that right. Deal. The it's Bam the Bam trade is too complicated. Yeah, at this point at this point of the free agency market, it doesn't seem like moving Ben Simmons is tenable. So. And I don't think Minnesota's in that sweep six anymore, obviously. So, like, that was the one place that it could have happened. So, maybe Philly wants to do some tasty backseas. I don't think so. So, it, it seems like Miami finding a way to make a deal happen is, is really unlikely because Tyler Hero does not have significant value around the league, especially because he's about to get his extension. It's going to be a pretty big one. I don't think he's going to get the max, but it's going to be a pretty big extension. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you, Jared, for not only hosting so many dings, but uh, giving us an update on the Jalen Brown trade potential. Um, we're going to be back later on in the week with Yovan Buha and Jared talking about potential Russell Westbrook trades. It's trade season all summer here on the Athletic NBA Show. Thanks for listening to the Daily Ding. Ding, ding. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.